Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. Welcome back, listeners, to Con Expo, Con Ag Radio. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Our next guest today is responsible for the development and management of a fully integrated program encompassing the American National Standards Institute's publicity, marketing, and communication activities. Please welcome Elizabeth Neiman, Senior Director of Communications and Public Relations for American National Standards Institute. Liz, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Peggy. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, Liz, I'm really excited to have you on the show today because we have a lot to talk about. So first, let's really talk about what are standards and conformity kind of assessments. I think for the construction industry, they really want to kind of get their arms around that. But really, what does that really mean? Absolutely. That's a terrific question. Uh, standards and conformity assessment are the unsung heroes of our daily life. Uh, behind the scenes, standards make everyday life work. So when you walk into a building and you turn on the light, that's because there are multitudes of standards there that make that happen. You turn on your computer, thousands and thousands of standards are working together to, uh, to make that computer work. So basically, standards are there to establish characteristics. They define terms. They specify performance. And in your field specifically, uh, there are standards for all kinds of different things. Uh, components, for example, that can save you significantly in manufacturing, operator manuals, graphical symbols, all these things are standardized across equipment manufacturers, and that helps keep operators and job sites safe. Uh, so the other side of the coin is a term that we use called conformity assessment. Uh, and there you want to think about words like inspection and testing, certification, accreditation. Uh, those are all things that demonstrate compliance to a standard. So really, standards and conformity assessment work hand-in-hand hand to keep us all safe. So now an association like yours plays a critical role in making sure standards and safety and conformity that you talk about are critical, and those are the things that get passed and make sure that things happen. Talk us what kind of role you guys play to make that happen. Sure, great. There's there's an entire global system of standards and conformance out there, and ANSI, the American National Standards Institute, is the coordinator of our U.S. standardization system, and that's a role that we've had for nearly 100 years now. Um, two conceptions that we hear all the time. People think that ANSI is a standards developer. We're not a standards developer. We're the coordinator of the system. And also people assume that we're a government agency. Uh, we're not. We're a private sector, not-for-profit organization. Uh, the reason people think that is in a lot of other countries, uh, the organization that holds our coordination role is a government agency, and they sort of mandate from the top down what types of standards are going to be developed in that country and what their strategy is going to be. In the U.S., we have a different approach. It's a market-driven, bottom-up approach, uh, and that means that there are hundreds of standards developers working together to develop the standards that define all these characteristics of our daily life. And so that's why a role like ours at ANSI as coordinator of that system is really important. Um, in the international arena, one of the things that we do is we're the member body to uh, the two uh, major organizations that develop standards out of Geneva. Those are ISO, the International Organization for Standardization, and IEC, the International Electrotechnical Commission. And we're also involved in all the major regional standardization bodies for the Americas, for Asia-Pacific, et cetera. 
You know, uh, oh, no, I was going to say, ahead. Liz, that's interesting. I didn't mean to interrupt, but it was really interesting that you say you're not a government body because I think when people think about standards, and correct me if I'm wrong, they get so nervous they think government is regulating. For you to be a not-for-profit, mm-hmm. I think that enlightens people when we think about, we talk about the Internet of Things or we talk about safety and inspections and standards. When ANSI's involved, that means we're making the job site safer and it's not the government kind of encouraging some of this. ANSI's coming in saying, look, we want all of our workers safe. There's a different kind of feeling when you guys are coming in because you say, look, we're caring about, it's not government necessarily doing it. We're looking at things from all of you from you know, a body of people protecting everybody. So sometimes it makes a more warm and fuzzy feeling than saying government coming over, big brother coming over. Is, is that kind of correct or am I looking at it wrong? That, no, you're absolutely correct. And part of the reason why uh, we really feel that the U.S. standardization system is as strong as it is and is the, the world leader in standardization is because of the nature of our system being open and balanced and broad. It's not just one entity at the top saying this is how it's going to be. The way that standards are developed in the U.S. is through a consensus-based process. So you have everybody working together, governments at the table, industry and manufacturers are at the table, trade associations are at the table, consumer advocates, everybody comes together to do that work. And that's what ANSI does in our coordination role, is make sure that that balance is upheld and that consensus is followed. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you that you saw that nuance, and, and really that is an important thing for us in our system. And, and when we look at standards right now, because right now everybody's talking about all these connected pieces of equipment coming to the job mm-hmm. site and, and talking about that. And that's one of the things that the Internet of Things is struggling with, finding standards and being a common protocols. How will ANSI kind of try to help in some of that? Because I think that, you know, we think looking at that, the Internet of Things right now and some of that has not been doing. But on the equipment side, it's getting better. I mean, AEM has been involved. You've had a lot of equipment companies coming together. And that's an area that's actually doing better than the Internet of Things on connecting devices and, you know, and connecting homes are not doing well. But on this side, I think this is a strength that is actually doing better than some of the other areas right now. Well, absolutely. And, you know, there there are standards that are being worked on uh, for the Internet of Things, but as you state, it's really an evolving scenario there. So uh, it's... It's a difficult comparison to make with, say, the uh, construction equipment manufacturing industry, which is a little bit more established. Uh, there are you know, a number of different SDOs. Um, SDO is an acronym we use frequently for standards developing organiza- organizations. So there are a number of different organizations or SDOs that are working already in construction and equipment manufacturing. There are hundreds upon hundreds of standards in your field for operator safety, for tires and blades and components, for sound and vibration, for work platforms, all that stuff. So those things are being thought of already, certainly, and and AEM is a leader. Uh, Many of the organizations that are involved with AEM are are involved with ANSI as well, like Caterpillar, Deer, Eaton, uh, JLG, Toro, uh, let's see, Trimble Navigation, a, a lot of those folks are already also engaged at the ANSI table. So I think you're very fortunate in that you have a community of interest that understands standards, that understands why standards are important, and comes to the table to, to work and develop those standards. So we have to congratulate you for that. 
Is it important when you look at the value of standards that companies come together and participate? Because you talked about this consensus earlier that companies come together and, and understand the value of standards because you've described them so beautifully that there is such a value. And in construction, it seems like this is an industry because there are so many ways and there are so many injuries on the job site. And we're trying to do more to make it a safe place. And construction is just that. It's just a risk kind of environment, but there are so many standards and it's a good thing for that, but there are more, but companies should get involved in that so that we have a safer environment so that as we continue to grow, it is better that are there ways that people can go to learn more and get involved and participate in those kind of things? Absolutely. One of the the big um, struggles that we have as a standardization community is getting people to care about standards. I I described them in the beginning as sort of the unsung heroes of our life. uh, And a lot of people think, oh, God, who cares about standards? That's boring. Or I have engineers who work for me who care about that stuff. But if you want to think about it this way, um, the Department of Commerce says they have a statistic out that 80% of uh, global commodity trade is impacted by standards in some way. Um, so that's now just know, stop for that fourteen just, trillion dollars. <laughs> think what you just said there. That's yeah. that's a T. That's not a B. That's not an M. That's a T. That's crazy. Ah, right. oh, fourteen so, trillion. People who say right, fourteen trillion dollars that are impacted by standards. And so if you think about that number, eighty percent. Uh, to those who say standards are boring or standards are unimportant or uh, who cares, I say, okay, so what would happen to you if you ignored 80% of your business, if you just put it on the back burner? It wouldn't take long for your competitors to pass you by because 80% is an enormous number and it has really huge implications. So when Wall Street's listening right about- now. <laughs> $14 <laughs> yeah, trillion, right. right. When you're thinking about standards work, it's a really huge opportunity to impact your bottom line. And if you're ignoring it, it hurts your prospects for growth and advancement. Frankly, it's short-sighted to ignore them. So what we've done is um, we put together a campaign called Standards Boost Business. We call it SBB for short. Uh, There's a website called standardsboostbusiness.org, and it's ANSI and a group of 30 partners from throughout the standards community. So it's SDOs and its companies coming together to help inform and educate corporate leaders about the importance of standards and conformance. Um, Really, the the big important thing to remember is that if you're not there at the table, somebody else is going to decide what your destiny is. They're going to make decisions that are going to impact your bottom line. So it doesn't make too much sense to allow competitors to determine your future. It's better to work together at the outset and help define the standards that are going to impact your product lines. Um, so uh, really, I think uh, people could could benefit a lot from learning more about standards and from visiting that site, that standardsboostbusiness.org. I, I tell you, Liz, amazing conversation. I really hope you'll come back and talk to us again because I've learned a lot, and I am certain that everybody else who was just on and listening to the show today learned as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Peggy. Have a good one. You too. All right, listeners, we've got one more segment. We're going to talk about job site of the future, but go up to www.aem.org. You can uh, learn so much more what we've been putting up there. Go up to www.conexpoconag.com. There's a lot more up there. Stick around. We've got so much more to talk about. And again, you can tweet at us anything you want there. We want to hear what you want to listen to. But remember, thank you for tuning in. And the radio show is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. We'll be right back.
Thank you for listening to WS Radio. Improve your business and your life with useful information from experts and thought leaders. WS Radio is radio with ROI. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. The richness of your life is reflected in the shimmering elegance found at Dio Loon Design. One-of-a-kind jewelry and pieces from Cynthia Dillon in silver and gold help to express your unique personality. The flowing designs of her creations will empower the way you move throughout your day. Join us online at diolundesigns.com. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business, but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. That's scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com.